Welcome to American Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And hello, and welcome to our show. Hey, everybody. Yo. (sighs) Hey, Kate. Hello. I've seen you a lot this weekend, or this past weekend. I know. There's like at least two days. I'm counting today as a weekend just because it's President's Day. It is President's Day. Even though we're not really in the same room, it's like seeing you Mm -hmm. since we are speaking to each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yes, uh, yesterday book club went to the movies. We did. And uh, book club thought that we would have a quiet night at the movies. And by quiet, we don't mean like we would be quiet, but that there wouldn't be a lot of people at the theater. Yeah, because the movie we were seeing was not Black Panther, which is a good movie. No. So I've heard. Did I, you see it? Oh, okay. I haven't. I no, haven't no. Yet. I mean, I'm I'm hyped and I want to see it really badly. And so I'm kind of waiting to get a good opportunity. But I was otherwise pretty busy this weekend. Right. With social engagements. So Indeed. I'll probably try to find some time next weekend. But figured most people would be seeing that. Right. And it seemed so like it was... a lot of people were. Theater was quite oh, crowded. Oh, yeah. But I mean, there was a lot of youths there, and I imagine most of them were going to see Black Panther. Yeah, they weren't going to see the movie we saw. No, no, I hope not. <laughs> I didn't see any youths in that theater. <sighs> yes, it was with uh, great sadness that we witnessed the final movie in the Fifty Shades trilogy, Fifty Shades Freed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to keep because asking. It is a book. I had to keep asking, which, what's this one called again? I don't remember, because it makes no sense. I know. I was like, it seems like she's less free. Yeah, she's tethered <laughs> to this sociopath for life. I don't think right. that that's very free. No. Uh, but it was pretty funny. It was, yeah, because it was so crowded, it was a little annoying, though, because when we've gone in the past, we've been able to, like, yell at the screen and stuff like that which provide our own color commentary but But right i feel more self-conscious because i don't want people to yell at me because i've been yelled at or scolded in theaters before for talking (laughs) to the screen and i'm not a monster i don't do that at like movies that people care about like if i had gone to see black panther for example i would have kept my mouth shut except to like laugh you know in appropriate times or cheer at appropriate times or like whisper Right, right 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 like not disturb people not talk out loud but like yeah. at dumb movies like 50 shades of gray like the best part is to kind of like you know yell at certain things or like boo them when he's being I mean, like mo- like a monster well like everyone in that movie makes terrible decisions so you have to yell at them so yeah like if, for example a time when i couldn't even help myself was the time when in this book, they've gotten married already. They just got married. And then she says something about being barefoot and pregnant. And he gets like a frown on his face. And then she's like, Christian, do you want kids? And I was like, maybe talk about this before you get married. Like, I, what? Like, great conversation to have. Like, after the fact, yeah. you idiots. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things that you should at least have somewhat of an idea of where the other person is on that topic before you, you know, get married and get your assets you know whatever because they did not go into whether there was a prenup right on this so i don't know i would have a man i feel like he would have had a prenup but i mean we can talk about that more but um later i mean uh but i noticed something i was disturbed at one moment during the movie while uh they were on their honeymoon in uh paris oh yeah 
she was walking. Anna was mm-hmm. walking through. It was, I can only imagine it was probably Versailles, uh, the Palace of Versailles, and she was in this red, like red wine colored dress. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, it's a version of Kate's Marchesa Note dress that she wore earlier in 2017. Um, oh, because it's like it's got like that similar like I don't even know the type of like cutout kind of because um, it's that one dress that's like yeah it's like that like burgundy color mm-hmm. and it's kind of that like T length cut and it's got that big skirt on it if that's helpful uh, but she wore it oh god where'd she wear I just pulled it up on my computer because I was like I have to find out what event she wore this to so people can actually look it up. Yeah, so she wore it to the, oh, dang it, I went to the wrong page. F, okay, um, oh, here it is. Um, I'm going to delete some of yes, this. Yes, you can, uh, dead I was going to say. Here. But yeah, she re- wore it to the opening night of the Royal Gala, Gala uh, in 2017. And so I swear it's the same dress. It was just, Kate's has like cut cap sleeves and in the version Anna was wearing was not. Hmm. So I swear it was the same dress. So I'm a little disturbed that you'll have to post a side by side or something. I would try to find it online. But so, so I would say if you are seeing the movie or have seen it and you remember the dress, let me know if you think I'm crazy or not, because I, it just popped out at me. I was like, God, is that the same dress? Cause it seemed to have the same kind of like, um, fabric and color and, um, kind of, there's like a crisscrossy kind of like almost illusion net. Yeah, on the top part of it. Yes, I do know. What, yes, doing. I do know what you're talking yes. about. and I and I swear. See now, I can't wearing. remember clearly enough what the um what Anna was wearing. I know exactly. Yeah. I know it was the right color and the right like silhouette. Right, but and I'm like, huh. if I can't find it online, it's like I'm gonna have to watch that part of the movie again. So I'm probably gonna have to watch it when it comes out on DVD or something. We'll see. We'll we'll see. <laughs> or at least maybe just that part. <laughs> yeah. Just to verify. Yeah, as long as it's like on a free service like a Netflix or a whatever. So you don't right. have to like buy it. It's not I worth don't want to buy it. I'm not no. I will use some of my free money on Amazon video. Oh sure. To watch it. No, I don't even want to do that. No. We'll see. But uh <sighs> it was a fun night out and yeah. I I'm sad we won't have another movie to go to next year, but we'll find we'll there's got to be something new, new and stupid to make fun of. Yeah, we need uh, something like borderline, you know, smutty, like romance, yes. dumb thing, because that's the most fun we have at the movies as a book club. Indeed. In fact, there was a uh, trailer for oh, a movie yeah. called Book Club, but so it's it like just an made me old lady yeah. one, <laughs> which we aspire to be. Indeed. Our um, you made our Facebook group when we first formed our book club, and you put a like a banner photo of a rand. I don't know where you found this. Oh, Google but Images for just sure. Google I Images think I- of book club, and it's a group of like women in their sixties, and they've got a bunt cake, and like they're wearing like puffy paint sweatshirts. It's and great. they look like they're meeting in like a church basement or mm-hmm. something. And yeah, I hope that one day we too will be just as cool as them if we aren't already. Right. Yeah. We certainly are baking as amazing food as they were having. Because I made a lemon bun cake. You did. It was soon appropriate. after that. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. If you are looking for a movie to see and Black Panther's sold out and you want to be like, what is happening here? That guy is the worst for like two hours. Go see Fifty Shades Freed. 
Indeed. But other than that, I'm yeah, you can you can skip it. <laughs> that's my that's my two cents. Um well, should we get going and talk about the news? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have um some discussion of the more senior royals up top. Um first, uh, uh Queen Elizabeth is back to um doing investitures on February 16th at Windsor Castle. She uh was doing some investitures and one woman in particular received an interesting award. Um that was Helen Sharman who was presented with the most distinguished order of St. Michael and St. George for services to science and technology and educational outreach, which is a very long, like, name for uh, an award. But she deserves it, so I didn't know who she was. Um, But apparently she was the first British astronaut in space. Um, About 25 years ago, she took a... uh, space journey to the Mir space station. She was only 27 years old at the time. And um, so that's really cool. So she was given that award to kind of commemorate her bold step 25 years ago. And also to make me feel inadequate as a person who is older than 27 (laughs) and has not accomplished anything in that similar realm as that. I know. I'm always like, what the hell? I haven't done anything with my life. These people are doing shit at like 25. And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I like Harry Potter saved the wizarding world before he graduated from high school. Like, right. What am I supposed to do? (sighs) I sure have done nothing. Oh, well. We'll see. But anyway, so that was, um, that (laughs) was really, congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats, Helen. Way to make us all, the rest of us look bad, but. Thank you for your your services. Um, Another thing that happened, um, this was last Valentine's Day, which was really uh, fun. I was looking, you know, we recorded the day before Valentine's Day, so we didn't see what whether people were out with their significant others yet. And it turns out that they weren't on the day. Um, Instead, Prince Charles and Prince Harry were out together, hanging out. Um, There was a meeting in London hosted by Prince Charles as part of the International Year of the Reef, which is the year 2018 is apparently the International Year of the Reef, uh, which, and the reef they're talking about is coral reefs in general. (laughs) And this was like a lunch where different organizations could get together and discuss how they can improve reef health. And so it was said in the press release that Prince Harry attended because he wanted to find out more about protecting reefs from climate change and pollution. Um, But I think it's nice that Harry went to support his dad. Obviously, Prince Charles is very into um, various green initiatives, and this is a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it also kind of ties in because I read a headline um, Queen Elizabeth is also trying to do more um, to help the oceans um, because she has backed a plan to cut single-use plastics at royal estates. So Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, and Holyrood House are the three like estates that are implicated for now. Um, and pretty much what they're going to do is um, for like the household staff and meetings and things like that, they're going to get rid of like plastic water bottles they're going to use glasses and and replace to stuff that's more 
or that's not just you drink out of a water bottle once and throw it away. And similarly, um, at any of the like gift shops or tea shops, they're going to get rid of all plastic cups and anything that's not biodegradable um, for serving things. And it said that the queen was inspired to um, support this measure because she really enjoyed um, watching the recent BBC documentary, Blue Planet 2. Oh, cool. Which I am currently watching. It's on on Saturdays on BBC America, if you have that channel. Um, and it's really, it's one of those really cool, it's the people who did Planet Earth. And so it's, you know, crazy good technology and, and filming and undersea diving. And you get to see dolphins and whales who are friends. That was a fun Yay. one. Like, you think that it's going to be bad news bears because they're like, uh-oh, the whales are chasing the dolphins. And then all of a sudden, the dolphins turn around. And I'm like, no, don't fight. I love all of you. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, and then they, like, pretty much start high-fiving each other. And then they go and they hunt um, fishes together. That's so cute. And I'm like, yay, friends. Um, but, yeah, so that's cool. And I, I think it's a an interesting confluence that these this news is coming out or I don't know that these events kind of aligned because, you know, the queen will, and we'll talk more about this uh, later when we talk about the BAFTAs, but it's, uh, you know, it's interesting that this is seen as a non-political issue because it mm -hmm. isn't, <laughs> but, um, or it shouldn't be, but yeah. Right. So that's a thing that's happening with the rails this now. Yeah. Um, well, I imagine that there'll be a lot of, I mean, just saving all that plastic will go a long ways because I imagine there's a lot of meetings. Yeah, there's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of <laughs> tourists who show up and need right. to drink water or, you know, have whatever they have. And, um, yeah, it is it is just different. I mean, also, you know, as an American who's been to Europe, they haven't quite caught on to the thing of, like, we should bring a water personal water bottle everywhere with us at all times. Yeah. But I, I guess don't know how... Oh, sorry. No, go I, like, go ahead. Oh, I was going to just say, I don't understand bathrooms in Europe because I have to go to the bathroom all the time because I carry a water bottle everywhere with me, practically. Yeah. I'm always trying to be hydrated. That's what Americans are like. And in Europe, they're like, what? You have a water bottle? What's happening? Are you at, did you just come from the gym? Like, it's weird. Um, yeah. And they don't have, like, public drinking fountains, really. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, here, you can, like, turn around and you run into one of those filter bottle filling stations. Yeah. In Rome, they had them, which was great, because they're, like, a hundred and million years old, but it was awesome, which is awesome. But it's like, oh, my gosh, can we please, like, I just want free water. Yeah, I know. So, um, we'll see. I think, yeah, it, it's a definitely a step in the right direction to move away from that kind of stuff. And then, finally, I'm going to just touch on uh charles and camilla are up in yorkshire and um they're going around to various locations and meeting various people and there were two cool things one was that charles went to durham and when he was at he was like meeting with people from a new emergency services center and that included two dogs who worked there and so that's cool he got to meet dogs and then uh camilla went to um the bronte parsonage to mark the bicentenary of Emily Bronte's birth. And so that's apparently they like turned the Bronte house or parsonage, I mean, where they all lived um, 
into a museum. Also, and the museum opened 90 years ago. So if you're ever up in Yorkshire and you want to have some like gothic inspiration strike you, go to the Bronte Museum, apparently. Cool. And try not to get catch whatever Branwell had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Wow. So that's that. That's yeah. the, the people. Tell me about what's happening with Kate and Will. Yeah. Um, so, well, as we just are starting with Sunday, which was uh, February 18th, which was the BAFTAs. And so, yeah, it was a joint event with Kate and Will because uh, William has been the president since uh, 2010 of the British Academy Film Awards, which if you're not familiar, yeah, they go by the BAFTAs, but also are similar to the Golden Globes or the Oscars, which are just the Academy Awards. Uh, so, yeah, they give awards for film that don't even have to be British, which is always con- they don't? confused me. No. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, like, look at, like, Jennifer Lawrence is getting awards and, like, being nominated for things. And, um, yeah. So. Was she nominated this year? I'm not sure. Um, I think she was. Was she nominated last year? I'm not sure. But I'm just wondering uh, if she got any kind of nominations for Mother. I have to add the right. exclamation point on it. Um, it's who knows she pro- um, I mean honestly she wasn't bad in it from what I've heard but it yeah. wasn't just it just wasn't a particularly good movie right <laughs> it was weird but um oh. yeah that, I did, that's weird yeah that's so kind- I thought that so I think it's just really a way for them to celebrate film because mm-hmm. like even the movie like Coco which is not a British movie is like nominated so hmm. for things so I think it's just a way for them to celebrate you know Oh, have a have an award show in there, in their home turf. Yeah, so that all the people don't have to travel. So yeah, that, like exactly. you, you know how it's like um, when you every time there's like the Oscars or Golden Globes, and like um, Judy Dench or Maggie Smith wins something, and they're like they could not be here today, because like right. they're like no, I'm not <laughs> flying to Los Angeles. I don't care. I'm no, I'm not doing that. But they'll show Too up far. if it's in London. All right. Um, but yeah, so while they were there, so this is obviously a red carpet um, event, uh, and it's the most beautiful red carpet I've ever seen. Uh, it is. I have a, a picture, if you didn't see it. Um, so the event took place at the Royal Albert Hall, which is, yeah, this really, it's a, yeah, kind of a, it's a circular, you know, event center. It's beautiful. If you've been in London and seen it, you you know what it looks like. It's gorgeous. Lots of famous musicians have also played there. But yeah, the red carpet is just like on the stairs and I would like to walk this red carpet someday. We'll uh, see while, if we can make that happen. Yeah. Like I'm hoping next year I'll get invited. Yeah. We'll um, be so famous. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> They'll be like, and here comes Jenna and Caitlin of, uh, maybe Mare we'll Prom cover it. We'll get like invited to cover it. And right. then they'll be like, no, you ha- we have a restraining order against you. <laughs> you can't, you can't come here. Cause <laughs> Will and Kate are like, no, get those crazy Americans out of here. Hopefully they would just be like, you know what, Kate and Will are about to come onto the red carpet. We need you. We're going to actually restrain you mm-hmm. for the next half an hour while they, they work the red carpet. And we'll be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, it's beautiful. Yeah, and one day maybe we'll go. Even exactly. if it's just like we fly there on our own. and <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, but while they were there, yeah, Kate and Will met with nominees before and after the event. And, uh, yeah, we learned that Will's likes Baby Driver, the movie. Uh, Ansel which, Elgort. Yep. 
Um, and I feel like he said he liked all the music, which I agree. It was a really good movie and mm-hmm. had a, an amazing soundtrack. And uh, more importantly, uh, or what was really dominating the topic of the BAFTAs this year was what was Kate going to wear to this event? Because uh, as seen with the, the Golden Globes, uh, many of the women um, chose, an, or I should say all attendees have been wearing um, black to support the uh, Time's Up initiative or um, uh, organization that's working to yeah help fund and obviously prevent and help people speak up when they've been um, assaulted uh, as has been an issue in Hollywood as of late and apparently for the last you know since Hollywood started mm-hmm. um, and so people were wondering if Kate would wear black as um, a show of support for the um, for Time's Up as um, most people would be wearing it or if she would not wear black as a royal isn't supposed to take some sort of political position or stance and that wearing black would be taking a stance uh, and as we saw she didn't wear black um, she still wore Jenny Packham uh, it's, and I would say it was like a muddled forest green mm-hmm. dress um, and she wore like some black accessories um, and it's very similar to that inky blue Jenny Packham that she's worn uh, just you know long gown uh, that she's worn before uh, but yeah people I think it was kind of she as most people saw it was very difficult it was a difficult situation to be in uh, as at the end of the day what, she couldn't win like if she wore black or she didn't wear black she was going to get flack for it um, but uh, I think as far as the dress um, I mean, I know we kind of talked about it at the movie we a little bit. We briefly teased it because I just said like, ooh, Kate's dress. And then you were like, I have thoughts. And that usually does not mean positive thoughts. And no. then I was like, Caitlin, she wasn't in a bodycon dress. I know you're not happy. I know. And so we'll save it for the podcast. So tell me your thoughts. Okay. So for the dress, I, I think she, I liked, it's because I really like the inky blue Jenny Packham. Mm-hmm. I wish she would have just worn that dress again. It's the sleeves that bug me on the dress. I love everything else about the dress, except the sleeves. I wish she would have worn the more sleeves that are kind of lower or something different, a different sleeve situation. Otherwise, I love the dress. Like the the train is breathtaking. I loved the color wasn't my favorite, but I know I know what she's going for with that color. Like she was pretty much trying to wear black, but not really wear black. Essentially. Right. It was just such a weird color. Um and I think if she had, you know, no, if there wasn't going to be that, you know, um, people wearing black, I think obviously when she, I would have chosen a different color personally um, to go with, go for the evening. Um, but I liked all the bling because she did end up wearing um, her very um, massive emerald and diamond um, necklace and earrings. And that was also what people said could have also been another message of support because other women were wearing emeralds because they're apparently something that suffragettes would wear and um, are apparently a symbol of feminine, um, you know, strength Hmm. and also compassion, harmony, hope and mercy. So uh, at least, you know, it seemed like she might have been trying to at least have a nod towards that. Um, But yeah, I think it was just the sleeves on the dress. Otherwise, I really liked it. I thought... um, I was like, that's probably been her lowest neckline since that um, Marchesa that she wore to the Spanish state dinner. Yeah. Which obviously we haven't seen really great photos of. 
Uh, yeah. But this one was, you know, she was like walking a red carpet. So besides the sleeves, I thought it was gorgeous. How about you? Okay, I really liked it. I'm going, I have opinions about this whole wearing black, not wearing black thing. Okay. So yeah. obviously I support everything that the Time's Up initiative stands for. It's important that people are empowered to speak up and that there are actual real consequences for uh, people who, you know, are serial harassers, abusers, or even one-time harassers, abusers, etc. Yeah. The wearing a black thing, I think is fine if you, but I think that it's kind of a cop-out a lot of times. Like, you yeah. know, there was that famous, I can't remember who this guy was, but some dude, I mean, James Franco was wearing a Time's Up pin and wearing black at the Golden Globes. Right. I'll leave that there. There was a guy who was, he was wearing a lapel pin and said Time's Up, and they said, what does Time's Up mean to you? And he literally didn't know what it meant. Right. It's I just think, like, yeah, it's the same thing. Like that'll happen when celebrities are told, OK, you have to wear a like a ribbon for something. We've seen that in past years where, again, it, it's not I don't want to say like, oh, I'm people who are choosing to do it are bad because they chose to do it. Like, on the contrary, it's great that they want to express, you know, that like they want to show support and it's a way that they can do it. I think that it's bad to say that if somebody doesn't do it, that they're somehow against the movement, especially since at the Golden Globes, a lot of the dresses, though technically black, were, I mean, more metallic than anything. So they would be like black with like huge gold or silver like detailing. Yeah. And so very flashy. And like, so the point of wearing black was to be like somber. It was like going to a funeral. To me, what yeah. Kate was wearing was much more like somber and muted than what a lot of these technically, you know, black dresses that just have like, you know, majority of silver trim or whatever on yeah. them. And so to me, it's kind of like, what what can she do? I think that her dress was fine and I can see what she was doing. Um, I think also she was in a tough spot because she just happened to wear black last year to the BAFTAs. She did. And so that was also kind of like, ugh, like, you know, that would have been a dress, the type of dress to wear. And mm -hmm. so she didn't want to, you know, necessarily like repeat herself. Also, I feel like there's some weird kind of thing around royals wearing black too frequently because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it means it usually is like means something like mourning and stuff. And I don't know, like she she just probably like the whole logistics of it just it didn't work out and so i think she did a really good job yeah because again I she agree. she didn't show up in a bright orange or bright red dress she she was in no means like you know putting a flashing light that's like i don't care you know about what's happening and it's like okay yeah, yeah it's like when they're like the live strong like bracelets yes. really popular it's like if you're not wearing it it doesn't mean that i like love cancer right no. exactly <laughs> And it's like, and I don't support like raising funds and awareness about cancer. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean. And it's a lot. That's why, you know, it's really complicated, but I think it's really uh, weird to like police what other people are wearing, especially when you know that there's like limitations on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, and I, yeah, it's tough. And then I even like, but one thing I started to think about was like, what would have Megan done? I think Megan would have worn black. I think when I think about like her personality, I can see her not. Yeah, I definitely a difficult time. 
I feel like her personally, she would have a difficult time not, you know, making a statement. That's very true. Um, and obviously she has a very different position than Kate does mm-hmm. in, in or soon will in the royal family. But I'm like, OK, what if Megan was the, you know, and Harry was the heir, you know, that would be very different based on their yeah, personalities I think part and whatnot. Of, I think part of it, though, is that Kate, I don't think she really thought like, again, I don't I didn't even think that people would get mad when I first saw the dress. I didn't think people would be like, oh, she's not wearing black. I, I was like, what? That's effectively black to me. I know yeah. it's green, but like, again, it's not any it's it's pretty indistinguishable. Like if I showed if I was invited to a funeral and like I showed up wearing a dress that color. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would be I don't think anyone could be like disrespect to me or anything like that. And so t- I w- it was just weird because I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it's yeah, it's not a cheerful color. And yeah, it's a difficult position to be in because she couldn't really like she was going to get flack from somebody and, no matter what she wore. And she's pregnant. And so you mentioned last week, like you were thinking you know, she might have already had this dress like in production when they when all of a sudden it was like okay and now the dress code has changed it's black and so like honestly what they could have done is they could have like you know done the underdress in this darker green and maybe she had had like tulle in the green color like how it was for the the blue um the the blue jenny packham like where the overlay is the same kind of like color as the fabric and now they just replaced it with like a darker black tulle to like mute it down more and try to make it but they're like I, you know, they're like, we're going to work with what we have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think, yeah. I so know. I liked the dress minus the sleeves. Um, and I think, but I think she did a good job of trying to go like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, I can't go along with all of you, but I do, I don't, you know, just, can you see I'm wearing a black belt or like, this few my accessories are black or I'm wearing you know something symbolic to show that like okay I am a caring and nice person and I'm not completely just right well saying, and like I she, don't care at all if she wore black the headlines would have been like uh you know Kate wears black and it completely ignoring the centuries of oppression that the institution that she's you know complicit with has you know wreaked upon a nation of people including probably you know like within recent memory a lot of people like former, you know, high ups in Britain, you know, sexually yeah. harassing people, etc. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I so, like, sorry, Kate, you have to take the brunt of everyone else's, um, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love your shoes, though, Kate. I love those Prada suede pumps. <laughs> They're my favorite, yeah. um, like, black shoes she has. So that was great. I think everyone can unite and say that those are great shoes. Indeed. I agree. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you guys have any feelings, uh, let us know. Um, Feel free to disagree. Event. It's yeah, one of exactly. the things to to do. It's, this is less serious. Ta- arguing about fashion, I will tell you, is a much bigger relief for me than arguing about, I don't know, some of the things. As long as you're not going to come at me and be like, the Time's Up movement is stupid, or like the what it stands for is stupid. Then yeah. we'll have a problem. But you can tell me that you don't like her dress or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, so Kate actually did bring out those Prada pumps again today uh, for the um, Commonwealth Fashion Exchange, uh, which was her first joint event with Sophie, uh, the Countess of Wessex, and um, as they are two of the most fashionable uh, members of the royal family. Uh, and so they uh, joined together for this cocktail event uh, on February 19th today. And uh, this event was uh, coincided with London Fashion Week, and um, essentially it was a kind of showed the um, the progress and the um, the final works of the collaborations between established and emerging designers uh, from different countries, uh, creating unique pieces of um, clothing or accessories. For example, like Stella McCartney worked with um, some a textile. A person or a textile company in India uh, to make her dress or like Karen Walker um, who also you know has made uh, has worked with Kate um, worked with a textile maker in the Cook Islands to create a beautiful you know clothing and textiles um, as uh, in April there will be the Commonwealth uh, meeting which will be the 52 countries that make up the um, the Commonwealth will come together uh, to discuss kind of their future and uh, their shared goals. And so this is just kind of a way to show, oh, even in fashion, we can unite to make beautiful work and uh, promote and support each other, even from, you know, big group, big, you know, fashion names like Stella McCartney to like a smaller, like just startup um, or somebody who works, you know, a small business of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. And um, at the event, uh, Kate met with uh, obviously the people who worked on these designs, uh, they she and Sophie looked at uh, a lot of them since there was a ton, including um, all the mannequins. For example, had like all these like flower things on them, and I was reading that all the paper came from. Oh, this is really random. All the paper came from the set of Fast and the Furious Six. Ooh, <laughs> I know. I was like, I they've had that paper for a while, apparently, since I think they're on like too fast to very eight like eight or something i don't know yeah they've done eight and um they are holding off on nine to do a yeah. prequel or a side plot with the the rock character oh whoa mm-hmm. good to know yeah if you ever want to um dive into a insane celebrity feud um god what's his face the guy who is um He's in those movies and he's like also kind of a crazy person. Oh my God. I'm completely blanking. Um, um, oh, I'm but sure. he's like this. Ugh, I'll think of it. But anyway, yeah, there's like a crazy feud between him and the rock. And he's like, why are you doing this movie? You're ruining my life because he's yeah. like pretty much like, I'm not getting paid while you're doing this movie. He's right. crazy. <laughs> God, I'm going to remember this. Anyway, okay, I'll go. Uh, well, you keep talking, and I'll, I'll yeah, break for sure. In. Okay, um, but yeah, Kate wore a uh, bespoke version of her of the um, Susie dress by Erdem, um, which was is like this black and white, and it's European floral lace, and it kind of the lace is this yeah the, this floral pattern, and it looked uh, especially in the bottom and the three quarter sleeves, um, was like kind of cut out where the floral is. 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And it had three-quarter sleeves and was fit and flare. And yay, Kate, I love it. Yay. It's been my favorite maternity look so far. Wow, that's high praise. Yes. I was like, what? Did she listen to me? I'm just kidding. Yeah, that she's listening to our podcast. Down. Right. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. it. Just was so cute. It's so fun. Uh, and I hope she like if she decides not to have any more children, she gets it tailored and rewears it because it the, the pattern is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a full length shot of it on Instagram right now because okay. like I I saw it and now I can't find it. But it is. I can just see they're just all up. But yeah, I really love it um, as well. Yeah, I think she kind of knew oh, she was is. like, okay, like, Anna Wintour is going to be there. I really need to, like, step it up for her. Well, and this is kind of an Anna Wintour-ish dress. Like, she yes. always wears, like, a shift dress in, like, a brocade or, like, a, a heavier f- fabric. Yeah. Yeah. And Anna was also wearing Erdem. Ooh. And so was, oh, uh, Beatrice was also there. Um, and she was also apparently in an Erdem. So apparently it was an Erdem day. It's an Erdem party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and then Sophie was wearing a Burberry dress. It was their contrast top stitch crepe V-neck dress. Um, so that was a very cute dress as well. And then apparently this collection of clothing uh, matches. We'll edit the collection and release a few of the items for sale um, after the, all of the this display and this um all the clothing and everything goes on kind of tour around London and everything. So cool. So yeah, check I it's more, yeah, like it's very difficult to describe all these things. So I would definitely go check out Instagram or even um, like what Kate wore had a bunch of photos as well. So go check it out. And uh, just a quick update. It's Tyrese is who I was trying to think of Tyrese. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, that was a, that was a lot. That happened earlier this year, or earlier, mm-hmm. late last year, I should say. Um, but anyway, <laughs> moving back to the royal family. Um, so uh, Harry and Meghan were, you know, a little bit in the news this week. On February 15th, Harry, uh, after, so after he went and learned about coral reefs with his dad, he went to an event with um, the Fit and Fed uh, group, which is a charity that um, provides free lunch and activities during the school holidays to kids in who would otherwise um, maybe go without meals or would also be kind of like left and alone and bored and not have a lot of um, place, not have a place to go to hang out with their friends and stay active. Um, so they had a February half term activity program in Northwest London. So Harry showed up to play games and make food and eat food with the kids. And it's a very good Harry um, event because he's interacting with young people and have having a lot of fun and looking really cute while doing it. Um, then the next day on February 16th, he went to an England rugby open team training at the Tookdom stadium uh, because the team was, the national team was training for an upcoming uh, international match or something like that. And, um, the best part of that event was, um, Harry, some, somebody just said that Harry described himself as missing rugby. Uh, and whenever he saw a rugby ball, 
it was like a Labrador with a tennis ball. He got so excited and just wanted to play. And I like imagining Harry as a, a Labrador. Yeah. So I think that's an accurate description. Mm-hmm. And I can also imagine him being like a rugby ball. Can I just go play rugby real quick? No, I have to work. Yeah. But like it's there's playing. I should do oh, that. Wow. Um, Would, but, um, I was going to say, would our listeners be interested in a future episode where we find out what the spirit dogs are of all the members of the royal family? Oh, I could definitely <laughs> pair that up. Yeah, because I would be happy to do some research and really come to a, a specific conclusion mm-hmm. about what dog everyone is. I Who mean, knows? the queen would the queen be a corgi? I don't. I think know. she would I have to be. Maybe like a corgi. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much. I have never actually met a corgi. I don't know much about their personalities. I will. They have can to... if they like you. They like you. If they don't know you or um. They are very skeptical of you, and they will bite or yip at you. And I feel like that's accurate for the queen. Like, I mean, and I'm not saying it is a bad thing. Like, she's just pretty much like, who are you? Get out of here. Like, mm-mm, I've got a job to do. And she's very focused, which corgis can be. But, like, she can also be very good and, like, loving and affectionate with the people she knows and trusts. But, yeah, Harry would definitely be, like, a Labrador. He'd be like, hi, best friend. To, like, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was what Harry did on his own. Um, Megan wasn't really seen out at any official functions, um, but she, uh, we kind of saw foreshadowed in their trip to Edinburgh, um, it's been announced that she has her own assistant private secretary now. So Ooh. she's been assigned somebody to... Um, who works in the Kensington Palace, uh, like, offices. Um, So similar to what, you know, Will and Kate and Harry have, she has a person who's going to now be managing her schedule and handling her correspondence. And that is a woman named Amy Pickerel. Um, So Amy was with them when they were in Edinburgh, which is kind of, and she's been spotted at, I think, one other event um, with them. And so that kind of led to rumors that she would be taking on this role soon. Um, but Amy was a former uh, Kensington Palace press officer and she made the move. Um, it was announced today that she made the move to work for out of Harry's office, but working her duties are primarily focused on Megan's schedule. So I hope that um, bodes well for us getting more Megan events because it would be, I think, not worth creating a job if it's like, you know, not a lot of events. I'm hoping, I'm just hoping she gets to like have a lot of, um, you know, activities if she wants to, like that she's able to participate um, before yeah. the wedding takes place. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, I think like she, since it's been, um, you know, reported that she and Harry might do the Commonwealth. Yes, you know, yep. and be the the face of that. I think they're going to want to, especially with all the goodwill and publicity they're getting with the wedding and the fact that Megan's, you know, already has a higher profile. I think they're going to really push her. <laughs> yeah, to be the face of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. And so yeah. it's just exciting. And um, yeah. good luck to Amy and we'll probably be seeing her around. But if you notice a like a blondish woman who's following them around at events, that's probably Amy Pickerel. And she's supposed to be there. 
Um, the other news that's kind of Megan related is that um, she is apparently, you know, she's obviously a fashion icon and it's, <laughs> it's coming up more and more um, as she does more and more public appearances. Um, so I like what you wrote down in the notes. Markle, or Markle Sparkle is in full effect. Yeah. Is that the headline I did not or did you? No, Markle Sparkle is not something I came up with. Okay. It's something I've been starting to see. Okay. And that, that people are, yeah, it's like the, the word, like the phrase people have been saying when they talk about like her Kate effect. Yeah. It's like her Kate effect is her when she wears something or, you know. Right. Something sells out. It's the Markle Sparkle. The Markle Sparkle. I like it. Yeah. So it's being seen <laughs> because uh, the term wide leg black trousers has been more uh, often searched. So it, the search term rose by 40% in the 24 hours following her visit to Edinburgh and her appearance in Brixton in January. And so we've commented that she wore um, like more wide leg black trousers to those events, kind of in a, an unusual move. For those of us who have gotten used to seeing Kate, who primarily wears dresses and skirt suits and things, to her um, her outings. So this is fun. And, I mean, I wore my wide, like, black trousers, uh, dress pants, like, last, uh, last week. And I didn't even think. It was probably subconsciously that I want to be Meghan Markle. Really, it was like, <laughs> it was too cold and I didn't want to wear a skirt and I had to dress yeah. up. So, you know. But yeah, right. you can still look really smart and mm-hmm. not freeze your butt off. So woohoo. Yep. And then finally, um, though Harry and Meghan went to Edinburgh on the 13th, um, we didn't see them going out and celebrating Valentine's Day on the actual day. But apparently they went to um, on the Friday, February 16th, they went out and saw a little play called Hamilton. Oh, uh, what's that? I've never heard of it. um and i again going back to the controversy like vanity fair had an article about it because i just was looking at the like the news alerts for megan and harry and so i click on a vanity fair article because usually those are well researched and they talk about how they went there and then they tried to say like oh if kate's not allowed to have a political opinion what about seeing hamilton and i was like what like I get it. Like awful people think Hamilton is political. Like, like Mike Pence is an asshole and walked out of it because he got booed because he deserved to get booed and he doesn't deserve musical theater if he's going to have the stances he does. Right. But like, <laughs> how is that political? And I'm just hoping that that person was like, find an angle on this. Yeah. But like, Really, if we're going to politicize, like, attend, like in that case, they wouldn't be able to attend a movie, like, if the movie touched on politics. And I don't think that's how it's supposed to go. I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I hope they enjoyed themselves. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not the original Broadway cast, uh, so. But it's a very no, hot I ticket. Know. I know. It's still probably great. I've never, I've never <laughs> actually seen it. Well, I haven't seen it. That's not that surprising. I've never actually yeah. listened to it. I've listened to like one song and I didn't even know it was actually Hamilton until it was like halfway through the song because it just like randomly showed up in my Spotify. Mm. Like, yeah, I think like I saw like playlist. them perform a song on like the Tonys or something like or yeah. some some 
show they like could see that award show they did like a live number from it i don't know like when i was going i was going to new york city last march um on vacation like my husband was going there for work and we were gonna kind of turn it into a long weekend and people were like oh are you gonna try to go to see a show are you gonna try to get hamilton tickets and i was like you know what i do like a lot of musicals as you all now know i love the sound of music every ounce of my heart. <laughs> but I said, I like there are people who feel so strongly about Hamilton that if I tried to get tickets, I feel like I would be taking the ticket away from somebody who cares way more than me. Yeah. Like at this point still, like, you know, I'm not the person I didn't, I would definitely never be the person who needed to fill a seat with the like original cast because yeah. if I'm taking up that seat, somebody else who probably wants it more than me also, like I could ever afford it. Like, pfft. You know, so I know it's it was kind of like that. And like, so then even when we were going last March, it still would have been a expensive and B, I still feel like I would have been like not as appreciative. Like I would have felt bad the whole time I was there if I wasn't like dying <laughs> over it, which I probably wouldn't die over it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my hot yeah. take. No, it's smart. It saves you money and you yeah, let someone who's willing to pay that money have it. Yeah, they want it more than me, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, because they're, they're making more of an effort to see it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I hope they enjoyed their, themselves at the play. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to our main topic. We'll move on to our main topic. And by main topic, we mean we saw an Instagram post this morning. Oh, my God. So, first of all, we, <laughs> we were saw, ta- actually, there's actually several Instagram posts we can discuss. Yeah. Well, first, <laughs> I'm going to talk about our discussion on Friday. So, we were yeah. at our friend's um party on Friday and talking about different things. And we were like, oh, we're seeing Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, is there any kind of weird angle we can pick up from that? And I was like, I don't know. Fergie and Andrew's like their uh, their relationship's kind of weird. Like we can maybe talk about them. And so then that was like in the back burner. And then yesterday um, was when Fergie, not this one, but the other one, sang the national anthem and did terribly. Yeah. And I was like, great, we can talk about Fergie and just be like, not that one, you know, yeah. and like laugh and also bring pop culture into it a little bit more. And then I went on Instagram today and was like, yeah. oh, and then, well, and then it was like, oh, it's Prince Andrew's birthday. I was like, oh, sweet. We didn't even know that. And then Instagram happened. So why don't you walk me through how you found, I mean, I know we've both liked the same Instagram. So why don't you talk to me about what what it is? Um, so, <laughs> so if you go to Fergie's Instagram. Sarah Ferguson 15. Yes, is that it, yes, right? Sarah yeah. Ferguson 15. You will see it. So as we've talked about, she's just, she posts some weird stuff. But she, she posted something particularly great for um, – for Prince Andrew's birthday. So it's a picture of him probably, I'm going to say when he's probably in his 20s or something. Uh, and it says, Happy birthday to the best man, father, friend, Prince Andrew, February 19th. Ooh, the best looking. <laughs> At HRH, the Duke of York, yeah. hashtag birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to see the comments. Yes, the comments are pretty good. Like, there's like one that says, You know you love him. Just marry him yeah. already. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's just like because there's been speculation whether or not like it, it appears that um, Sarah and Andrew are still they're kind of together or at least like they're they're still very close. And 
Um, she has she lived with him for quite some time, even after their divorce. And it appears there's they live together now. And because there had been a point where she moved to the U.S. because she was very really successful, you know, being the face of like Weight Watchers and all that stuff. Um, obviously, that didn't work out long term. So then she came back. Uh, but it appears that you know they're 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 together. Yeah. Um, but we're not quite sure. But I mean, this is definitely. Uh, a declaration of love perhaps yeah it is and i'm just gonna <laughs> this is a really funny comment but posted yeah. someone and i don't think this is a real like late titled lady but maybe it's a person whose uh name is lady uh eilina and says what if, wasn't he handsome best looking out of the queen's four children hashtag handsome prince prince emoji at sarah ferguson 15 <laughs> birthday cake emoji <laughs> hashtag handsome prince <laughs> And, and then other people are ours. like, best looking indeed. And you two look the best next to each other. Heart, heart. Oh, my God. All these people are so thirsty for them to, like, get back together. Well, right. Like, I just wonder, like, what they would do if they got married. Like, how would the royal family, like, announce that? <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, we are pleased to announce. It's just like, or. We like, consciously just... recoupled. <laughs> yeah. Like, they'd put, like, like for. You know, most of the big announcements, they always, like, have the, like, the, the press release or the release. They would just put that up. Us, you know, the Duke and Duchess of York remarry or marry or something like that. I just, it's just funny, like, how they'll handle it if they do ever actually, like, get back together. I honestly, I think that there, it wouldn't be that hard to, um, I, so I, my thought, it could go one of two ways if they reunite. Yeah. One is obviously, and unfortunately, both of these situations is after Prince Philip has passed away because yeah. I think that really is a big barrier to yeah. that. Because because it, it's believed that like yeah he didn't like her and he might have made Andrew do some stuff for too after their divorce or during their divorce that has made her life a little bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah, and he, I mean, I I imagine that Prince Philip is the kind of guy who can hold a grudge. And also I can imagine that, like, if even if Queen Elizabeth doesn't fully support him and agree with him on that, like, she's probably still like, please don't, like, ruin your elderly father's last years by, like, doing that. Like, you know what he's, how he feels. Just calm down. So this is what I think will either happen. One, Prince Philip, passes away and they immediately like elope somewhere and then like splash it and then the palace has to play catch up and be like oh they remarried like ah and then everyone kind of laughs because they are they are definitely them they're not they don't you know like media training be damned like they'll do what they want or what they'll do is they'll wait a respectful amount of time and in the meantime they will kind of pull like how they may how they kind of did the image makeover on camilla I can imagine a similar like thing, like, you know, being reframed as like, you know, we were young and you know, it, the pressures got to us and we unfortunately behaved stupidly. And, uh, you know, we were always committed to being the best parents possible for our daughters. And, you know, through the years, we've always really appreciated each other for that. And, you know, we've managed to reconnect now that we're mature and have, you know, gone through the you know, whims of youth or whatever. Yeah. And that's what they do. And then they re they, and then she doesn't really do much like official. She shows up at like, um, you know, certain events. I don't know if she, she probably gets invited to trooping, but she's put in the back of the balcony, you know, just because yeah. like, 
Eugenie's there and, and bees are there and stuff. So they'll just, she'll stand behind them and you know, whatever. And like, that's yeah. it. Like she'll maybe get to do like some charities that are like associated with things she's been traditionally connected with over the last decade or so. I'm right. And I mean, she does do still do some charity work. So I imagine, you know, she can kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. it won't be completely a foreign thing that she hasn't done since. She was divorced. <laughs> right. And I think but. like, do I think Prince Charles and, or, and the queen would be like, yeah, sure. Come right up. Take, take like the prime spot and do all of this work. No, I don't think that he would do that or the queen would do that. But I don't think that that's going to happen with Prince Andrew anyway. He kind of, right. I mean, he's made some silly choices on his own that are completely unconnected with um, Fergie. So... <laughs> I don't know. And we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so if you're wondering, like, who is this Prince Andrew person? (laughs) Yeah. After we've just talked about that. Yeah, we're going to do kind of a a quick overview of uh, the birthday boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, give you just that high level view of his life and uh, kind of where, why he's, you know, what he's known for as a royal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and we're uh, not, we didn't get like a, have a ton of time to do a bunch of research and there's so much to talk about that we're not going into super mega detail. Otherwise this podcast would be like five hours long, but don't fear if there's a topic here that we just kind of brush on, let us know if you'd like us to cover it in more depth. We'll probably cover their wedding in a lot more detail in, um, the run up to their daughter's wedding and also probably in the run up to Harry's because, Harry is similar to Prince Andrew in that he's the second son. He is. It's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, um, yeah, he was born, uh, Prince Andrew was born February 19th, 1960. And yeah, he was the third uh, child, but yes, he's the second son, uh, which makes him currently sixth in line for the throne. Uh, he'll be seventh after baby Cambridge three is born. Um, and he was born in the Belgian suite in Buckingham Palace. Uh, which I, I I did some further research, and that's uh, also where the Obamas and other heads of state stay when Ooh. they visit uh, Buckingham Palace. And also where Yeah, and where <laughs> Will and Kate had their first night as a married couple. So uh, Oh, that's weird. Of, yeah, that's what I thought was kind <laughs> of funny. it's a different bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a suite, so there's like a bunch of different rooms. It's like oh, an apartment, okay. Oh, okay. practically. I see. So they didn't, but they I'm didn't thinking of like a room. normal... That's what I think. What think I think of too. as a suite, which is like a bed and a couple of couches. Yeah. So maybe it was the same room. Who knows? But it appears that there there's a couple of rooms. Uh, but yeah. So uh, and he was the first child born to the reigning monarch uh, since Queen Victoria had, you know, her 12 children, question mark, nine, I forget. 12, I think. Yeah. And um, compared to and if you've watched The Crown, you've noticed that um, Queen Elizabeth isn't as you know involved in like charles's life and that's uh been believed to be kind of uh similar or an actual kind of how their relationship was since um she spent much of her first years being queen you know being queen and not having as much time with her children um but apparently she really dotes on andrew and really loves him Mm-hmm. Um, is quite close with him because she was able to bond with him a lot more because she had been, you know, queen for several years uh, before um, he was born. And uh, from at his young life, he also attended the boarding school. I can never say it. I 
really tried. It's Gordonstrown, I think, in Scotland. And this is also where the Duke of Edinburgh and uh, Prince Charles attended as well. And uh, that's, yeah, where he went to school. And uh, there's a 12-year age difference between him and Charles. And um, also, Andrew has had a extremely long and successful career with the Royal Navy. Um, and he... He used to fly helicopters, including um, during the Falkland Wars with Argentina. And uh, now he serves just as an honorary vice admiral. But, um, yeah, he's one of the more decorated members of the royal family as far as his military career. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the things you just mentioned are kind of dramatized in the season two of The Crown. So you see his birth, and that's where they, like, represent – I mean, they – portray it as having been done like via twilight sleep and i do like the comment where like there's a scene where queen elizabeth's talking to princess margaret and they're like what are you gonna call him and uh the queen's like we think andrew after philip's father and then margaret's like oh a serial philanderer and all this stuff and then elizabeth's like eh, it's his dad we'll still name him right. after that <laughs> and i remember laughing and it's like okay margaret come on yeah um, it's like, just be like, that's a beautiful name. Thank you. And it's so like, glad. also your family, you know, those in glass houses shouldn't throw yeah. stones. Like, <laughs> there's plenty of people who are questionable in your, on your side of things, too. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, so am I uh, going to move on and talk about Fergie now? I sure can. I, or I, sure can or but I was also going to discuss just oh, kind of yeah. two role. And this isn't really about his like early life. And I can cut this part out if we want. But it was talking about his role as a trade ambassador. Oh, go for it. Oh, yeah. That's important. Um, but yeah, Prince Andrew, in addition to his royal career uh, or his naval career and his royal career, um, he has been, uh, you know, obviously he works on behalf of the queen, his mother. Um and has kind of done two important initiatives, including um, the Digital Enterprise Awards, um, which is about getting young people to, uh, yeah, work um, to expand their their vision of um, the role that you know the internet and technology can play in their lives, um, but also uh, use that to make his own their own businesses and. Um, startups, which is why he also has a second big project, which if you follow him on Instagram, um, it's called Pitch at the Palace. And it's kind of like Shark Tank. (laughs) Shark Tank. (laughs) Where um, you pitch events. It usually takes place at St. James's Palace. And um, there's 400 invited investors who come to listen to these pitches and may, you know, be like, I choose you and I want to help a startup with you. So, uh, Obviously, Prince Andrew isn't one of the sharks, but it's he's you know facilitated that. Um, additionally, uh, Prince Andrew is has been heavily involved as being kind of the UK's kind of poster boy for trade, and uh, I'll get into a little bit more about how that's kind of gotten him in trouble in yeah. some of his scandals. <laughs> hmm. So I'll move on now and give a little bit of the story on him and uh, Fergie. So, um. You know, obviously, Prince Andrew was kind of overshadowed in the, like, wake of his older brother's uh, wedding to uh, Diana, which, you know, kind of caused the entire country to go bananas and, like, 
take the days off work while they got the days off work and all that stuff. But anyway, everyone was all up in arms and like, yay, love. Um, And Andrew kind of was, at least in America, he wasn't as famous. Um, And so people didn't really know like what to make of the fact, like all of a sudden he was engaged to this woman named Sarah Ferguson. And so because Sarah Ferguson came from kind of a similar background of Princess Diana, like, she wasn't royalty, but she was royalty adjacent. Like, she was running in the same circles. Um, she was involved in, like, horses and, like, horsey stuff. Like, she she and Prince Andrew um, had met, you know, when they were younger and just kind of run into each other at, at casual events throughout their lives. But um, in 1985... Um, Princess Diana suggested that Sarah Ferguson be invited to the Royal Ascot um, because Diana knew her. And while there, mm-hmm. that's when they uh, sparks flew, apparently, between Prince Andrew and Fergie. So the couple was married in 1986. Um, and they um, were kind of seen as like a refreshing counterpart to Charles and Diana. Um, Fergie was very different from, um, Diana. Like she was, obviously she had bright red hair that was like different from Diana's blondness. And, um, though it wasn't always like an accurate description, people would say like, oh, and she wasn't, I mean, Diana was bulimic. Fergie, from what I can tell, well, I don't know. Like she, uh, was not as like stick skinny as Diana. And so a lot of people really identified with her and really liked her. And she was seen as kind of like a down to earth, more um, relatable figure. Um, And they ended up having two daughters together, Beatrice and Eugenie, um, who we've discussed often. And they seem to be having like a, a good solid marriage, but obviously being in a Royal marriage can be stressful. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. yeah. Um, so on March 19th, 1992, the uh, couple announced that they were going to separate, amicably separate, but separate nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of like, it was kind of surprising to a lot of people. Again, at that point, the royals were, or I don't know, the relationship between the press and the royals was like a lot less intrusive maybe i mean it was still bad but it was like they weren't speculating wildly right and they weren't able to be as intrusive (laughs) right um so anyway um so after this separation people were kind of surprised by it um but they were like okay and then um a couple months later there was a story that was reported in the tabloids which um as wikipedia describes it um showed the Duchess in intimate association with John Bryan, her financial advisor at the time, which effectively ended any hopes of a reconciliation between the Duke and Duchess. Um, Like, I haven't done a lot of research on it because I'm kind of horrified of what I might find, but apparently, like, there's (laughs) toe-sucking involved. I don't know who, like... Who was sucking? (laughs) Yeah, ew. (laughs) Um, But that's apparently what was happening. Um, and that was seen as kind of like too tawdry of a scandal to come back from. So, uh, eventually on May 30th, 1996, the couple divorced and 
even though they divorced, like we were saying, they did actually do a pretty good job of uh, co-parenting and and presenting like a united front when it came to anything that had to do with their daughters. Um, there wasn't beyond like the typical kind of rumors that surround any couple happy or not. Like there wasn't anything that showed that they were fighting. It wasn't at all like Charles and Diana um, after they separated and got divorced, where it was very obvious that they did not get along with each other. Um, so this was a little bit different, but, um, they, uh, Fergie continued to live at the, uh, at Andrew's home as well, uh, until 2004. And then he, um, yeah, so they have been, so then, so anyway, so they lived together until 2004 when, um, he moved to Royal Lodge, which is kind of nearby I don't know I didn't look up the things but then eventually um in 2007 uh she bought a house right next door and moved into that and then in 2008 there was a fire at the house she had bought which is called Dolphin House and she moved into Royal the Royal Lodge um with Prince Andrew so they've been living together since then and that's one of the uh that's one of the reasons why people think like, yeah, they're probably effectively back together. Um, do you want me to get into any of the scandals involving the two of them? Like the financial stuff, or do you want to cover that? Um, if you want to, otherwise I have just a quick, mine's, I, I mean, it's like a quick overview. Well, I'll just give a brief that. thing. Like she was um, apparently in May, 2010 filmed by a news of the world reporter claiming that, um, if somebody gave her 500,000 pounds, uh, she could get that person access to Prince Andrew. And she was filmed receiving $40,000 as a down payment. So, <laughs> oops. Another strike yeah. against them as a couple. But um, you'll, you'll talk more about some of these issues um, now. Yeah, so out of all the Queen's children, besides Charles, who has really only one major kind of major scandal that he's well known for, um, Andrew has quite a few. Uh, if you go to his Wikipedia page, you can get the full, you know, few. And He has a uh, controversies tab. <laughs> he does, exactly. Like, Charles, you know, it's mostly like, oh, you know, Camilla, and he's kind of mean to architects, you know? <laughs> yeah, he bullies but- them. Right. <laughs> and has some very strong feelings. He has a vendetta against um, air dryers, so he probably personally feuds with Dyson. Right, exactly. Uh, but for Andrew, he has kind of that weird role where, you know, he's obviously not heir to the throne in any way. And so, but he still wields a lot of power and influence, um, which has kind of gotten him in trouble a uh, few times. So I'm going to talk about a few of those instances. Um, uh, one is that he has earned the nickname Air Miles Andy uh, because he apparently took a 50-mile helicopter ride to make a lunch with Arab dignitaries, and it cost over $5,000. Um, and so he's apparently been abusing the use of helicopters and airplanes to take trips. Um, hmm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> it's almost as though like there are some American politicians who are doing that. Right, exactly. And it's... Uh, uh, Abuse of taxpayer money. Exactly. And so, yes, the National Audit Office noticed that these things were happening and uh, put a stop to it. 
Mm-hmm. So no, no more Air Miles Andy. He has to, ri- you know, he has to ride just commercial now. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then since he has kind of been the face of uh, UK trade, um, it's gotten him in trouble with a really unlikely country has co- been always kind of connected with a lot of the issues, uh, the country of Kazakhstan. <laughs> um, and one was that, that he, some of the people that he'd been talking to about trade in Kazakhstan. Um, so when he sold the house that he and Fergie first originally moved into, um, he sold it to someone um, from Kazakhstan and they bought it for a lot more money than it was actually worth. Mm. And so people were like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. And so people were like, oh, what's going on there? Uh, the palace has denied there was anything going on. And the person who ended up buying the house actually demolished it and put up something, a completely different home. Even though this was a home given to, you know, Andrew and Fergie upon their marriage. <laughs> so I imagine that it at least had some, you know, historic significance. But apparently it's gone now. Um, and then the other thing was that, uh, so apparently in Kazakhstan they needed some new sewage or sewage lines and pipes and all that stuff. Um, Andrew got in trouble because he was going to, he was working with the Greek and Swiss um, kind of contractors to try to um, get them to install this new sewage line and all of this, you know, um, yeah, sewage line <laughs> in Kazakhstan. And he was really pushing for the Kazakhstani government to like put this in because he was um, going to get a four million pound commission if they ended up choosing um, this 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 specific contractor that Andrew was pushing. So he got in a lot of trouble for that because he yeah he was obviously when there's four million pounds at stake. Who are you gonna choose? Are you gonna be like you know I read the reviews and it wasn't that great. It's like no I'm gonna make four million pounds if you choose this. That sounds great. Um, which is considering that uh, part of the issue with Andrew is that he doesn't get a royal as much of a royal salary, um, yeah. Which has uh, compared to like Charles, who um, has you know a bunch of land and farms and you know land, and he owns all this land, so he can charge rent and you know makes like twenty six million dollars a year just from the um, the Duchy of Cornwall. Mm-hmm. So you know he doesn't have that, uh, so he's kind of had to you know figure out what another way to make money, which has caused problems for him and for, for Fergie. And so, um, one, so Andrew has been known to kind of go after people or get in touch with people and has been able to have people give Sarah or Sarah Fergie, um, money so that she can kind of continue to pay off her debts since she's had some money problems. And, uh, one of those people who has kind of, uh, had hip problems and ended up giving, uh, Fergie about $15,000 was, um, Jeffrey Epstein. And, uh, he's like a billionaire and he's been a friend of, um, Andrews for quite some time. Unfortunately, he's also a pedophile. Um, yeah, not great. <laughs> not yeah. great. Yeah. And he, re- he's been reportedly, according to the FBI, been linked to more than 40, young women most of them underage and um yeah and so that's been a problem because apparently some of those women have been talking and saying that uh prince andrew has potentially been involved with them and has attended orgies with these women um and so a lot of this has been swept under the rug in the last couple years it uh, mostly came to light right before the royal wedding which was a huge problem uh as uh, everyone was looking to the future of Will and Kate, you know, refreshing the monarch, the monarchy, and then it 
all of a sudden it's like Prince Andrew's like, oh, hi, things haven't really changed. We're still, you know, abusing our power and being terrible people and not, you know, really serving the best interests of the UK by, you know, ha- letting our personal problems affect everything. Um, so he, he's never, there's never really been a confirmation about these accusations or anything, but um, women there have, have been, been de- I will say there have been un- unequivocal denials. Yes. So exactly. This is or all like I won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's all stuff that like they have said they've been trying to counteract this through like the court system so they're either no comment or n- no this didn't happen. But you can if you feel like I don't know, I'd say read read more in depth. There's uh better reported articles out there on this than what we're saying right now. Um but yeah. But yeah, so some really some serious stuff. <laughs> and that's particularly what I would consider one of his worst scandals, because if it's true, it's not good, obviously. And uh, is frankly, yeah, is disgusting. Um, but to end on a high note, uh, his another scandal is he accepted a gift of a $30,000 gold necklace uh, for his daughter Beatrice uh, from Olivian Gun Smuggler. So... Cool. Happy day, everyone. Happy birthday, Andrew. Happy birthday. <laughs> so there's that is just a quick overview of some of the things that have um, caused some controversy in Prince Andrew's life. Yeah, so and, uh, I did have one more thing I was going to say because um, we did talk a little bit about his relationship with his brother, Charles. Um, yeah. But I want to say a quote... Um, a Vanity Fair article that was written about a year or about right after Andrew and Fergie got married. And I think this will this will tell you everything you need to know about the relationship between the two. And I think it explains a lot. So they describe Andrew as 10 years younger than five times better looking than and half as intelligent as Charles. That's their opening thing. So that describes, you know, what what it is and their complicated relationship um and yeah i think that that's probably still an apt description uh i don't know about the attractiveness i mean like but back in the day yeah but anyway (laughs) jeez oh andrew 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 indeed um but yeah so uh yeah so we'll cover the yorks a little bit more since there is much more to tell about them uh and kind of yeah they're their weird placement within the royal family and kind of where where will they be once, you know, child just takes on the throne and um, has suggested in his actions that he kind of wants a more streamlined monarchy. So that means his children and his children, their children are really the face of the monarchy and what that's going to look like. Uh, but the Yorks want to be involved. <laughs> yeah, there's so. been letters. Um, the phrase blood princesses has been allegedly yelled yeah or or at least written in (laughs) bold type and underlined um and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah uh but i think that's all we have for today um but we will be back next week we will be back (laughs) next week and uh in the meantime again if you have any comments if you have any thing you'd like us to talk about in more detail about Andrew and Fergie or you know anything else you can reach us 
at americrowndreams at gmail.com. We are also available on Facebook and Instagram at americrowndreams and on Twitter at americrowndream. We also read our um, ratings on Apple Podcasts. So if you rate and or subscribe, preferably both, you know, we'll, we'll get the message there. We really appreciate getting feedback. We do. And yeah. Um, again, thank you for bearing with us as we don't necessarily have the most regular posting schedule now, but we're trying uh, to, to get things out to you quickly with the limitations we have. Indeed. And yeah. <laughs> All right. I, bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> bye. <laughs>